Oncology Data Advisor. Today, I'm here with Dr. Augusto Villanueva. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to be here with you. So could you tell us a little bit about what you do at Mount Sinai? Yeah, so I'm a hepatologist by training, um, but I've been doing research in HCC for the last 15 years, focusing on biomarker development, early detection, biomarkers of treatment response using liquid biopsy as the main source for biomarker development. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much interested in any development related to HCC. So based on your presentation at the ASCO GI Symposium, what are the four major etiologies of immune alterations for HCC? And how is this important for the treatment of HCC with immune checkpoint inhibitors? As you know, most of the patients with HCC have chronic liver disease, and the majority have cirrhosis. The main etiologies of the cirrhosis are hepatitis C virus infection, hepatitis B virus infection, no-alcoholic steatohepatitis, and alcohol use disorder and alcoholic cirrhosis. So those are the four major causes of cirrhosis that at the end can result in the development of HCC. And we know that the uh, molecular mechanisms, the inflammatory response, the type, the quality, the amount of inflammatory response in these four etiologies is different. We've known that for many years. Now, there has been some suggestion that immune checkpoint inhibitors may have different efficacy depending on the etiology of the disease. And this comes from sub-analysis of some of the clinical trials, the phase three randomized control trials that were run testing immune checkpoint inhibitors alone or in combination versus the standard of care. And the suggestion was that patients with NASH, meaning non-alcoholic steatohepatitis-related HCC, may have a worse response to immune checkpoint inhibitors. Now, I want to emphasize that this is based on sub-analysis and the fact that you have a lower response to immune checkpoint inhibitors in patients with this etiology does not mean that these patients still do not perform better in terms of response when you compare it to the standard of care. My point being is that despite there's this suggestion, there is no robust evidence to recommend not giving immune checkpoint inhibitors to patients with NAS-related HCC. So we need more data. And actually, the recent Himalaya trial does not support this notion that NAS patients do not respond to immune checkpoint inhibitors. But again, we need still, still need more data in its early days to change practice in terms of whether or not giving this therapy to patients with NAS-related HCC. As, as long as we, I mean, as soon as we have more data, we'll be in a better position to say whether etiology has been, needs to be a key factor when deciding therapies, immune-based therapies in patients with HCC. When diagnosing liver cancer, is it important to have a tissue diagnosis with biopsy as opposed to a radiologic diagnosis? Well, I, I wouldn't say that is important, meaning that you know, clinical practice guidelines, they all recommend the use of imaging as standard of care in patients that fulfill certain radiological criteria to diagnose HCC. But it's true that that has impaired a number of initiatives to access tissue biopsies to run biomarker studies. So despite still not recommended because as a matter of fact, the clinical management of the patients will not change based on any molecular studies that we may run in the tissue samples, is certainly there's a push towards using biopsies for all patients enrolling clinical trials, and that's also endorsed by clinical practice guidelines. But there are many centers that are pushing towards increasing the number of biopsies in patients, not so much for confirmatory diagnostic purposes, but to have access to molecular, to run molecular studies 
in the tissue of these patients. Actually, the fact that we don't have access to tissue samples in these patients emphasize the role of liquid biopsy as a potential alternative to solve the problem and get molecular information from the tumor of these patients. Well, thank you so much for explaining all of this research to us today. Thank you for listening to Oncology Data Advisor. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode. In addition to our podcast, the Oncology Data Advisor site features expert perspectives and news stories on the latest in cancer research and treatments, all found at oncdata.com. Thank you.